Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Uh, this morning on Contact, we're going to continue our very serious discussion about our drug epidemic and how we can help children. We've been focusing on adults, but my guest this morning is Nikki Yozo, and she's going to tell us about how we can help children to not choose to use drugs by building up their self-confidence early. When we return, we'll be talking to Nikki, who is a life coach to children. She'll give us great insight when we, when we return. Contact on ConnectFM is brought to you in part by our friends at Community County Services for local, family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. We're in studio with Nikki Yozo. Nikki, you're a life coach to children. Tell us how you became that, and welcome to Contact. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, I've always loved working with children, um, so I became a personal development coach here in Dubois. Um, I'm also a ghostwriter, a Reiki master, an NLP practitioner. I, d- I love helping people. I love helping kids. Um, I'm a wife. We've been together for 19 years, but my favorite thing is I'm a mom. I'm a mom of a 15-year-old boy. Um, he's generous and loving and kind, so I just really help, love helping kids. And so out of that love, you became what I call, I call a life coach yep. to children, Yep. which is very fascinating. Yep. Um, I'm going to read you a quote, which I'm sure you're familiar with, but it goes something like this. They said St. Ignatius is, is a attributed this quote where it says show give me a child between the ages of zero and seven and i'll show you the man or woman that they'll become is that a true statement absolutely um from the from the time we're from one to six we're in the imprint period so we get these wonderful little babies and everything in that time period they learn from us and their environment so all their information is absorbed from us um they're like little sponges um, they res- they watch how you respond to every situation. Um, they are you negative? Or are you positive? They pick up on that. They, um, you know, do you complain a lot? Do you help people? Yeah. So for children watching you, so a little baby watching mom and dad very closely, right? Mm-hmm. So they're watching their facial expressions. They're as you said, in this imprint period, they're taking all of this in. They do pick up on whether or not you're negative, right? Right. And so to me, I find that all fascinating. And so back to St. Ignatius, though, like you can show who Michael Clement could possibly become, but it can be changed, right? Who I become. It can, because after they are in the imprint period, they go to the modeling period. So that's seven to 14. And then they start modeling the behavior of um, their family, their friends, their friends' families, celebrities. Um, So they start to pick up on those behaviors. And then from 14 to 21 is the socialization period. That they take everything from the first two periods 
and that's when they become individualized. And so really, though, if nothing changes, whatever they've done through those years are so St. Ignatius is right. Yeah, Definitely absolutely. you will become that person. Yep. Now, that's why experts like yourself will say, know who your children are hanging out with? Absolutely. All right, Nikki. So how can we help, how can parents help children have an imagination, belief, and faith in their future? I know that's a hard question, but it's so important, right? It is. Um, by making it fun, um, I always tell parents, make a vision board with your kid. You know, it can be simple. Put it on a poster board, put it on a cork board, uh, sit down with them, print pictures off, find pictures in a magazine of what they want their future to be. It can be, you know, the, their future within the next year or the next five years. It's something to look forward to. Um, I've always done one with my son. It's He loves to be able to um, decide what he wants to do in a couple of years. And it gives him something to look forward to. He looks at it all the time. Um, so he gives them things to strive for. Um, kids are so stressed too that um, teaching them things like breathing techniques, uh, muscle relaxation, listening to music, laughing, it helps them relax and reduces their anxiety. And then they can start to strive for what they want in their future. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think, again, you're the expert, but uh, with COVID and lockdowns, and it seems like children have definitely been, the stress has been pretty great. I'm sure you've seen it in your practice, but can you um, explain some of that? And because I think what you're talking about makes total sense. And now we're into summer vacation. So yeah. go, doing some of those things with your children can be very formative and very helpful to them. Right. Kids they remember that they're always listening and watching you and they're repeating the things that you do. So through COVID, parents are really stressed and the kids pick up on that. That's what you said from, you know, the time they're seven, they are, they become you. And I think, you know, we're all really stressed. So they, they pick up on that. And they're definitely picking up on this. It's definitely Absolutely. having, I would say, quite frankly, negative effects on yeah, children? Yeah, kids are very stressed. And I think, you know, we're so overwhelmed, you know, sometimes we might miss the signs. Right. Um, and can you go over some of those signs? Absolutely. Um, you know, do your kids stay in their rooms more than they used to? Are they more quiet than they used to be? Are they, you know, withdrawn? Things like that. And I think because, and I'm not an expert, but it seems to me that because of COVID, we have definitely changed. Society is changing, right? Absolutely. More people want to be alone on their phone. They don't want to interact with people. Right. It seems like it's been hard to get back to having conversations. So It has. Like, are you encouraging your child to just sit down with his friends and talk? Or how do you go about that? Yeah, I actually encourage him to get out side and do things. I mean, every situation is different, but I want him to go places with his friends and do things, you know, within reason and um, to just get outside, get fresh air, do those types of things. Yeah. Not can. spend time in his room all the time. Right. It can be just as easy as going out and uh, getting fresh air yeah. because I feel like, again, society's changing where particularly younger people, yeah, they are tied to their cell phones more than anyone else. Absolutely. I think adults are to an extent... But it's really the younger generation that's really 
that's where their life tends to be. And I still remember in my younger days, uh, my sister, who's quite younger than I am, about 16 years younger, her and her friends got all got in the car and it was dead silence. But you could hear that ticking away on their phones, right? That's yeah. where they have their conversations now. So I find right. it harder for parents to know what's really going on while trying to help their children get away from that. Right. Does that make sense? It, it does. Um, so it sounds silly, but as much as we don't like to admit it, we talk to ourselves, right? Yeah. Children talk to themselves as well, and what they're saying to themselves matters, right? If you tell yourself, I'm a loser or I'm not good enough, you've got these limiting beliefs. Uh, can you elaborate on that? I can. Self-talk can be wonderful or it can be detrimental. And kids don't understand the importance of self-talk, so I always try to explain it to them um, with a little story. I always say, um, you know, would you tell your best friend that they're ugly or stupid or not good enough? And they're always like, of course not. I said, then why is it okay that you tell yourself that? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, it's not. It's the same thing. You wouldn't say it to somebody else, so why would you say it to yourself? Yeah, it sounds simple because I'm listening to you say that to me, and I would never want to say that to any of my friends, right. but the things that go through my mind in a day, like even when I make a simple mistake, is like, oh, Michael, you know better than that. Or you talk down to yourself in your mind, really not that healthy and good for you. Right, and remember, like, they are watching us, so remember, it's okay to make mistakes as an adult. They pick up on that. If they see you make a mistake and you get mad at yourself, then they think, oh, well, I made a mistake. Maybe that's not okay. But it's okay. We all make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. Yeah, no. And I think, I think that that for me is, it's important, right? So children, they mimic what they see. Either on TV or in real life, it can be uh, the decisions that they're making now, unfortunately, can be life changing. And so the issue of drugs, children, it seems are being exposed to things more and more at a younger age. Right. And aren't as quite able to handle it as maybe an adult. And I say that carefully. Obviously, there are adults who can't handle it either. But. They're being exposed to all of these things more and more. Like, what's your advice even to your son, or what's your advice to parents about that? Well, kids don't have the coping mechanisms to deal with those types of things. You know, kids come to me, all, and that's why I like coaching kids. I help them learn the coping mechanisms to be able to do something else with their stress and their anxiety, or if they're having problems at school or problems at home. They, they need to be able to learn how to do that. Right. And so if you are a child today and you're watching a bad situation at home or you're aware of a bad situation, it doesn't have to define your life. Correct. And so how do you help a child deal with that, though? Like, so I was fortunate. I, I was adopted uh, at the age of 10, and so I... Uh, at the age of five, I went to a great home and have lived with the Clement family since then. I got to avoid a lot of what would be those imprint years that you're talking about. But still mm -hmm. at five, you're, I was open to a lot of things that could have been negative or could have 
been detrimental almost to my life if you if I hadn't been in, introduced to like a new environment and a new change. Right. I know every situation is so different, so there's not one answer fix all, but even in that situation, things are still fixable. Um, that's why when they, you know, they bring them in, I work with them and we can really strive to, to fix all of those things. Right, and so if a child says, Nikki, I, I've watched people use drugs, I, I'm guessing you tell them like, that doesn't have to be you, that doesn't have, you do not need to involve right. yourself in that. Right. Okay, and so, I want to go deeper into this. Like, what are some tips and four things parents can look for, especially over the summer? Many kids are home alone. As you know, both parents work. And so a lot of children are home alone. They, they may be spending their time playing video games. They may be doing things with their friends that maybe their parents don't even know they're doing. Uh, can you give us some tips to help keep your kids on track? Yeah. Um, communication with your kids is definitely huge. I mean, if depending on their age, maybe they can hang out with their friends a little bit. Um, you can maybe see where they are by tracking their phone. Um, let them hang out with their friends some to get outside or maybe even after you get home. But then when you do come home, um, you know, maybe you can go for a walk with your kids and talk to them or do an outside activity with your kids. Um, they need that fresh air. And invite yourself to dinner. So when you come home, have dinner as a family. Put, have everybody put their cell phones away. And just talk. Talk with your kids. If you really sit down and listen, you can really pick up a lot on what they're saying. Yes, I believe that. I mean, I grew up in a very loving home where we always sat down as a family for dinner. And I know how important it is. And Mom and Dad certainly had questions like, yeah. how was school today? It can be a simple question, but kids will definitely open up about that. Or how was it at your friend's house? Um, you learn a lot about those situations. You do. You learn a lot about who they're hanging out with when you ask questions about their friends and things like that. You can tell if they're, you know, um, who are they hanging out with? Are their friends changing? Why did their friend group change? things like that. Well, that's a great point. I do think uh, looking back in my, you know, younger day, much younger days in, in school and high school, um, your, your friends change for a lot of different reasons. And, but it is important to have that guidance from your parents about who you're hanging out with, because that group is, as you said, I believe it's the 14 year old and above <laughs> that you're mimicking people, right? So like what you're watching on TV, what music you're listening to, what friends you're hanging out with after school can have a huge impact on what becomes of your life. Right. And so how do you help kids, um, I guess, maneuver that? Like it seems like it would be hard. (laughs) It is. Um, Developing leadership skills is, is a big one. They need to be able to develop leadership skills and not, you know, not be a follower. Um, but even with that, they still have to have the coping mechanisms because at that age to be able to stand up to a group and be a leader, then you're trading one problem for another. You know, kids have it really tough. I think they do have it really tough. And it's not to say that it hasn't always been tough. 
because it seems like each generation has had their tough moments. Um, but it does seem rather tough to be a child today. I, again, I think you're exposed to a lot more things than I was. It's so prevalent on the Internet and yeah. access for children for that stuff. I know you mentioned, I think you used the words tracking, which sounds like Big Brothers, <laughs> but uh, really parents should know what their children are doing on their phone, right? Yeah, they should. And so you talk to parents about that? Yes. And how do you, what do you suggest or... I mean, there's different apps and things you can put on their phone and, you know, just make sure you know where they're at and you can put apps on their phone to see what they're doing on their phone. I mean, you should know what your kids are doing and who they're talking to. I mean, with social media, they can really, in the gaming, they can really talk to anybody anywhere. It's kind of scary. Kind of is scary (laughs) because now you do have access to even people around the world, it seems, with... Mm not picking on them, but Xboxes and all these games that I know nothing about anymore. Um, I'm always like, well, who are you playing? And they'll mention somebody from another country even. Yeah. It seems like these kids today with the technology that we've given them have access to all of those things. And I think uh, even drug and alcohol use for children is, is something that we just have to take on head on and be – active play a very active role in helping develop these young people into the leaders that you're talking about so nikki there are all these uh, i say things because technology is changing so rapidly Uh, some of the things that are being (laughs) created i don't even understand myself i do have a smartphone like most americans do at some level but children are they're very savvy in this world, and there are a lot of things going on. They are. I stay up on the latest trends so that I can help parents when they bring their kids in and to stay on top of what's new. And, you know, I I learn all the new apps that are coming out <laughs> that kids bully each other on, and it's it's crazy. But, you know, having a 15-year-old does help because I do know the, the latest things, and I always try to keep up on that, and then I can help the parents you know, so that they know what to look for. And, and I can help the kids maneuver through these things. Right, because I feel like you make a great point. I mean, it seems like there's a new app every single day yeah. that does something that is not good for society. But we as a society, I think, need to just have a conversation about that and how we go about managing that. All right, when we return, we're back with Nikki Yozo, who is a life coach to children and giving us great insight as to how we can help children over the summer and uh, deal with big issues, including drug use and other issues that come up in their lives as they're exposed to more and more things. But when we return, we'll be here with Nikki. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by our friends at Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall, for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. All right, we're back with Nikki Yozo. Nikki, thank you for coming on today. Just a great conversation about how we can be helpful to children and really build those skills and 
the attributes that they need to be able to be successful in our community and hopefully have these skills in place before they're faced with the idea of using drugs, right? Because I believe it's going to start very early for children to know, and it's going to take more than just saying drugs are bad. Absolutely. And so I'd like to have you have the last word today. Can you leave us with something positive? I know you're a very positive person, uh, something positive for our community and the children in our community. Sure. Just give yourself a break. You're doing a great job. No one wakes up in the morning and says, how can I mess up today? Every day we do the best that we can. We want our kids to know it's okay to make mistakes. Therefore, you need to know it's okay if you mess up. Let's fix it. You know, we can learn from it and then move on. It's okay. Just be kind, be compassionate, be there for others. Yes, no, I think that is all great advice, right? And there's a lot to it. Having children being kind to one another is, I think, extremely important because children, quite frankly, can be mean to one another, especially in school settings. I'm sure you see it a lot in your practice. We do. And they pick on a lot, they pick up a lot from what they see others doing. That's why it's important to watch what we're doing all the time. Right. And so a child could watch their parents make offhanded comments <laughs> about maybe even some of their friends or people they know in the community, right? And, and so they mimic that. Right. And the sad part is, some, you know, the parents, the, so many parents are wonderful parents, but sometimes it's other people in our lives. It's not necessarily the parents that are making I mean, think of how many people in our lives are negative. Not necessarily the parents. The parents, you know, if the parents know, like, I want my kid to be positive. I want, but you have other people coming in your life all the time. So that's a really hard battle. You're battling that all the time. So just constantly talk to your kids. Like, oh, I know this person said this negative remark today, you know, but this is how I feel about this. Well, that's a great point, right? A child goes off to school for, I don't know, seven, eight hours of the day with teachers and people Hopefully they're good influences, but everybody has a bad day, right? And so (laughs) they might run into something very negative and just bring that home to you. Um, I'm sure you've had to talk to your son once or twice about maybe what he saw at school today. And other family members and their friends and their friends' families. They get it from all over. They get it from all over. And I feel like they're constantly, children in particular, constantly being bombarded with negative, what I would call negativity, negative issues. Uh, Like, for instance, I don't watch the news anymore. It's just too negative for me. And so uh, I prefer not to take all that in. (laughs) Right. And it's hard enough for us as adults to ward off all that negativity. But for them as kids, it's really hard. Yeah, I think it is really hard. But I do want to thank you for coming on, uh, giving us some insight into children and helping make their lives better so that they can avoid these tough decisions that are out there. Those are real tough decisions. But I don't think it can just be easy for them without the community helping, without experts like yourself uh, helping and speaking into their lives. So we appreciate you coming on contact today. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, we will continue uh, looking at the drug epidemic in our area and continue to talk to experts about how we can come together to make our community a better place. Uh, As always, appreciate you listening to Contact on Connect FM. I'm Michael Clement. Have a wonderful day.